Hello and welcome to another episode of Hollywood Signs. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Charmy. And we have some special guests today. We actually have three guests. And uh, you might know them from the Allegedly Astrology podcast. It's Elise, Sarah, and Dana. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hey. We are so glad to be here with you guys. This is so exciting. Yes. We love your memes. We love your podcast. We're so excited to be here. (laughs) We love a crossover. Um, uh, So why don't you all tell us a little bit about what's going on with the transits right now? Because I'm sure people are really curious. Okay, so we're recording on November 17th, and today is Mercury opposite Uranus. Yeah. <laughs> you can't help but laugh. What? It's too good. Oh, anus? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Uranus. So this is like, well, so Mercury's in Scorpio, which is concerned with depth psychology and like unearthing all things. And Taurus is like concerned with the truth and uh, not much else. Um, well, and also like beauty and pleasure, but so this is like a huge, uh, revealing of secrets or like getting to the bottom of your feelings or just sort of like revealing the truth. And it could be like shocking or it could be like, holy shit, I had no idea, but like you kind of did. (laughs) Um, and so, uh, I'm actually surprised I haven't really been in the news today, uh, but I'm surprised there hasn't been a huge reveal. There have been a ton of reveals as our 24-hour news cycle um, rolls on. And then on the 19th, on Thursday, we have Venus square Saturn, which is a commitment. It's kind of like it's there's a tension between love and commit or commitment and sort of like austerity, stoicism. So it's kind of like a sacred sort of oh, bonding cuffing season um, maybe aspect. <laughs> yeah yeah. Cu- well, yeah for sure it's very big cuffing season energy right i have a date on thursday which is wild oh you have a date <laughs> that's it's perfect timing <laughs> that is a, i mean have so much fun i hope you guys get married um <laughs> if you want to uh, but then on Saturday, on the 21st, the sun enters Sagittarius, and Sagittarius is uh, pop star queen energy. <laughs> it's like... Nicki Minaj. Brittany, Miley, Christina. Taylor. Uh, Billy. Rita Ora. Taylor. <laughs> wow. Nicki. Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and Brad Pitt. Um, <laughs> who's kind of a pop, star, <laughs> pop queen um, in his own right. And that's like, they're not the most committing signs um, because they love freedom and always like going to the next horizon. So that could be a quick shock to that. But then at the same day, Venus enters Scorpio, which is like commit to me. Like a blood oath commitment. With your blood on like day one. Yeah, like. Let's make a death pact. I'm in love with you. So there could be like a fun, hot tension between that, or it could be like big psycho bitch energy. <laughs> I love um, that. I kind of think that those two go hand in hand, and I, I do love it. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, 
So I guess we could talk, like we should talk about, since this podcast is about celebrity, uh, we should talk about the celebrity that you um, want to discuss. Uh, we asked you to come up with a celebrity that we that you think is most interesting. And so we have, you know, comedian host Ellen DeGeneres, who has quite the reputation, um, <laughs> a changing reputation over the years. And um, do you want to talk about how that, um, how her birth chart plays into that? Yeah, so like, as we know, Ellen DeGeneres is a huge media personality. She's like an American comedian, television host, actress, writer, producer. She even has a record label <laughs> and a lifestyle brand, which like LOLs, I guess everyone does. Um, but she's most known for her current role as the host of her talk show, The Ellen Show. And yeah, she started out as a stand-up comic, um, but then had a show called Ellen, which was, and uh, that is not... Uh, her current show. Um, that is the show from the 90s, Sarah, early 2000s. I can't remember the actual time frame, but she had a sitcom called Ellen, which is often referred to as the female Seinfeld. And on the show, she made history by coming out on TV. And coming out on national television was huge at the time. People thought of this episode as groundbreaking and historic. So I feel like we should let Dana sort of go into what her big three is and if for I don't know if you guys uh, if the Hollywood um, science listeners know what the big three is but we refer to that as the sun the moon and your rising sign right and so Ellen was born on January 26 1958 at 8 a.m. in Medary Louisiana <laughs> which makes her an Aquarius sun an Aries moon and a Pisces rising and so this is an interesting um, trio. And the Aquarius sun, that's like a trailblazing sign. Um, it's an icon of the collective. They march to the beat of their own drum. They're like like stoic, but also like aware of the collective. So their identity is always kind of measured against the collective. And then there's the Aries moon, which I call the Rihanna moon. Yes, because Rihanna does. has an Aries moon and she's my favorite person alive. Um, and so this is like fiery, also a trailblazer, very self-aware, can also become self-absorbed. Um, they need the least validation of all the fire moons. Um, so they're able to validate themselves and give it to themselves. Um, they also, it's like firecracker emotions. So it's like humor, but also could be like a little snippy snappy. What would my life be like Pisces... if I could validate myself? Like that game, would just be a I don't know. You and I have Sagittarius moon, so we're like, please, <laughs> I know. please help us. <laughs> God, what I would give for an Aries it's, moon instead of an Aries sun. Oh, my God. I love your Aries sun. Oh, thank Aries you. Aries are the sun's exalted in Aries. It's, I love Aries suns. You guys are, like, <laughs> reluctantly adorable. See? You guys are like, no. <laughs> um, but so her Pisces rising, um, this is where, like, we kind of get the gummy bear personality, but uh, it's a corny metaphor, but she's more of, like, the Sour Patch Kids commercials where it's, like, sour and sweet. Um, she has the urge to merge with her surroundings and an abundance of empathy, but like, so whenever, um, so her rising is flanked by her sun in the 12th house and her moon in the second house. And so whenever this happens, whenever planets are kind of in, uh, sequential signs, they can't see each other. And so, or whenever planets are in adjacent houses too, 
So, like, their actions aren't always in support of one another. So her rising is her instinctual nature, but her instincts might go against her spiritual, uh, which is her sun, or her emotional Mm -hmm. nature, which is her moon. And so the sun and moon can see each other, but her rising can't see either. Yeah. And I feel like Ellen's media personality is, like, super happy and optimistic, which, like, does line up with her rising. And she's even built her entire brand about on the idea of like being kind and empathy so it really like came as a shock to me I don't know how you guys felt when the allegations were made that she was like perpetuating this super hostile workplace I was not shocked at all whatsoever (gasps) because I worked at a movie studio at the time um not at the time that this all came out but I worked at a movie studio for years and um a program that um like people would switch in and out of places and um, people would interview for jobs over there. And I remember everybody talking about how the workplace over at the Ellen show was like rough, like super rough. They were constantly like, oh yeah, like I have an interview, but I don't know if I actually want to get the job because I'm scared to work there. (laughs) So for years and years. So when this actually came out, I was like, oh, now the world knows the truth. Because this was not... This was not talking to anybody in like the movie studio, like it was an the open ground, secret, like gossip. I think. Yeah, exactly. I absolutely agree. But it was. Yeah. It was, it's so it's such a big difference from her, her brand, which I think is why people found it so shocking. But you know, there's a lot of not to excuse it, but there's a lot of toxic um, work environments in the entertainment industry that are. You know, the head is men, uh, you know, and they don't get the same criticism. Um, yeah. uh, yes, there do. are some talk shows that I could talk about, but I'm not <laughs> yeah, going right? to. <laughs> I got the gossip. <laughs> and that I would love to so hear. A, My Gemini ears uh, are perking yes. up. I think that plays in, uh, the, uh, her reputation plays into her, or her birth chart plays into her reputation. Well, I feel like, like, this might not necessarily beyond the birth chart there are expectations of women in hollywood and uh also with like modern society like women aren't at home so it's kind of like having to play the masculine role of a career person and playing along with these rules that are uh set in stone kind of or not in stone they're becoming more flexible as time goes on but like she was doing this all in the 90s, so she's had to play the game. And I'm not, like, making excuses for her either, but just understand the reality of what's happening. She probably does have an inclination to be, um, what's it called, like, philanthropic and sort of, like, I'm sure she likes dancing. <laughs> but um, I think that, like, her sun and her moon, her emotions and her identity are probably more in play with each other than her rising, which might be, like, sort of, uh, free, not freewheeling. Do you guys know what I'm trying to say? Like it, it's more moving. Like she might actually do things that she doesn't always feel are, or like her instincts might be again going against her like natural sort of uh, spirit or like how her emotions be- like tend to behave and her reactions. Right. I wonder, Dana. I feel like if you like elaborating a little bit on what you were talking about the houses. So, like, like what, what would it mean that your, like, 12th house and your second house, like, th- when you say they can't, like, see each other, I feel like those are two pretty interesting parts of, like, when you're talking about the rising sign. 
definitely. So that's uh, the Sudmay Sextile. That's a 30 degree um, aspect, just like sign wise. Uh, but she has, so her son, even her son and Venus are in the 12th house and the 12th house is kind of like, that's the house of, that's where people, that's like, you're the last person to know these things about yourself. So like, like everyone else might be like, oh, it's so obvious that you kind of are like power hungry (laughs) and like a go-getter, like an Aquarius or like, but she might not always know that and then her moon being in the second house her moon is uh grounded in her uh values and also like her um so the second house is concerned with salary so her earning her emotions and like her how she's nurtured is like keeping her money in order and then there are other aspects and stuff for instance her venus is retrograde in the 12th house so so when venus retrograded earlier this year that probably has an effect as uh, anyone who has Mercury retrograde in their birth chart will know that like Mercury retrograde feels different to them than how other people describe it. I do. And so that's my reference point for that. But no, go. Oh, I was going to say like, yeah, obviously like it was this open secret about her, but then Buzzfeed was kind of the one that broke this story that kind of, like open this case that claims that all of her kindness, which is definitely that Pisces rising, um, was an act that only really happened when the cameras were on. So then there were all these allegations from employees saying they were like fired after they took medical leave or personal days or that there was racism on set and that the staff was told to not even look her in the eye, which like a bunch of people (laughs) have said, which to me is like insane. I love, <laughs> I love uh, like a celebrity with diva tendencies. Um, I love when women say what they want and they get it. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, it's a little different um, in this case. But I usually see like the diva quality in like fire signs. But I think it can definitely be in Aquarius too. Yeah. And she has that Aries Very moon. Yeah. yeah. And one thing, like, we Actually, we at Allegedly Astrology like to look at as part of, um, like, we, like, you, I, you guys have both mentioned that it's, like, an open secret, like, everyone knew, but we like to look at, like, when does it come, become, like, an, from go from an open secret to a full-blown mm-hmm. scandal? Ooh. And so we always, like, look at, like, what was going on at the time to, like, sort of, like, per, per, like, push that into the media to like everyone's attention like you know not just like the insiders of Hollywood but like to the general public which is what you know makes it a scandal so I know Dana pulled some charts of like what was going on in the world around that BuzzFeed article um, which was earlier this summer in July yeah on July 16th 2020 um so she's in her Uranus square so the aspect was Uranus square Uranus which I have another cute candy metaphor which was actually on accident and that's like pop rocks and soda (laughs) because Uranus is the planet of shock and surprise and squares are the aspect of like building up tension to the point where action must be taken or like a crisis will occur and so it's kind of just like this these two this is the point in the Uranus cycle which is a general uh transit of crisis or upheaval and it's transiting, so transiting Uranus and Taurus is transiting her third house, uh, which is communications and daily environment. And then 
her natal Uranus is in her sixth house, which is root- daily routines and like your the like boring routine parts of a job. And so this is kind of like it's part of a huge, bigger cycle. And so that was going on right at that time. Interesting. Yeah, July so twenty twenty. Aspect. Um, crazy hot time. Mess. <laughs> <laughs> Literally yeah. hot mess express. Truly, <laughs> I don't even remember. It. It's all a blur. Maybe that's for the best. <laughs> Honestly. So let's talk about Ellen's um, romantic partners. Let's start with Portia. Um, Portia's also an Aquarius. How she do we is. feel about that? I wish. Uh, well, I think, I think certain sun signs get along better with each other than other sun signs. And that one's kind of interesting because they're both measuring themselves against the collective instead of... So it's kind of... You're not always necessarily considering yourself as an individual. You see yourself as a part of a group. And so that's how the identity is discerned. And so to see two people like that, it's kind of like, well, how do I... What do I mean to you? It's like, well, what do I mean to everyone? And you're mm. like, okay. I'm exactly <laughs> Well, that's just how I would feel. That makes but. sense. Um, that makes sense. And uh, let's see. And then another uh, prominent relationship is with Anne Heche. And Anne Heche is a Gemini. Um, so a lot of air sign um, energy. Yeah. Gemini and Aquarius get along. I think I like trying sons for what, love what was that? Trying sons? Any sort of relationship. And yeah, <laughs> trying, you know, the three. I know a little bit. Uh-huh. So like sun. In Libra era, or Libra Aquarius, or Gemini would be trying. I, uh, Anne Heche. I'm, I love haven't heard that woman. name in quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, Jane, are you a Gemini? We love, we love you too. And uh, yeah, I love Aries too because Gemini just want to be told what to do, and Aries are so good at doing it. So <laughs> it's, it's, I have a very symbiotic relationship. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. Um, and Charmy is a Scorpio. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Happy thank season. you. Thank you. <laughs> so lots of different um, different signs here. Um, should we talk about the other celebrity? Maybe. Um, yeah. I guess it's fitting for Sagittarius season, and since you said pop star energy. Oh, yeah. Um. Mm, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we accept it on this show. <laughs> um. So do yes. you want to talk about Britney? We all know Britney. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Britney Jean so we'll, Spears. Um, should we dig into her birth chart? She's we could do the big three. She's Libra yeah. rising, accommodating, sweet, uh, Sag Sun, which is concerned with freedom and learning, and Aquarius Moon, which is concerned with like total freedom and sort of reacting to the collective. So her story, especially because we covered this on, this was actually our first episode um, of our first season that we covered this. So like since then, a few things have changed, but I know, or there's been a few more updates, but something that learning about Britney Spears' birth, birth chart that was like so interesting was that like, you know, you kind of look at her and you think, at least I always thought she was just like kind of a ditz, but like her birth chart kind of shows that she is this like, kind of like a deep person and especially the fact that she's so concerned with freedom makes like what's happening to her all the more sad um 
Because she's basically like a prisoner due to this yeah. conservatorship. Right. And I don't know if you if everyone is familiar with what the hashtag free Britney movement is all about, but it has to do with um, her father having a conservatorship over her. And what a conservatorship is, is that that's someone that's appointed to take care of an incapacitated persons. And I'm doing air quotes over incapacitated. Um, but a conservator is someone that's appointed to take care of an incapacitated person's affairs or finances and basically have full legal responsibility over their life. And this is normally done in situations where a person is deemed significantly disabled mentally or physically. Like this often often happens um, with the elderly people that can't take care of their estates or affairs or they have dementia or something like super super serious but you know britney's been like doing shows in vegas and working and doing tv shows and like all this kind of thing so it, it's very shocking to hear what a conservative conservatorship actually means and that's why a lot of britney stands are like kind of freaking out about it yeah and so like kind of understand why she has one we have to go back to 2007, which 2007 was a super rough year for her. She was in the middle of a divorce and a custody battle. And the paparazzi, this was like their heyday, so they were harassing her all the time. So all of this stress builds up, and it leads to her very well-documented, super public breakdown. Right, yeah. the head-shaving incident, <laughs> uh, obviously. Like, that was just the most epic thing that could have happened in the early 2000s. Um, but what uh, Dana likes to do is, like, when we see, like, a big, you know, scandal erupt, um, we sort of look at that person's perfections. And perfections, like, tell you what planets and houses in your chart are going to sort of be, like, activated that year. So that's where you'll see areas of your life that are, like, affected the most and by what planets. So... Dana, do you want to just go into the 2007 perfections for Brittany? Yeah. Okay, 2007, she had a second house year. So second house is personal finances and personal values. And the Time Lord was Mars. And that's because Mars rules her second house. And so that was, like, power and control. And then her natal Mars is in the 12th house, which is a house of, like, mental health and sort of... The ether. So again, also like people realizing things about you before you realize them about yourself or kind of where people might condemn you fairly or unfairly. Yeah. So this year for her is all about money, power and control and her mental health, which lines up pretty well because like the activity in her 12th house shows this year, Brittany gets hospitalized due to her mental state and her behavior. And after this happens, her dad, Jamie, petitions the court to be a temporary conservator. Yeah, and basically, like we said, what what the, you know, conservatorship means. Um, but, like, that year, she, like, dropped a new video, a new album. She went on, like, a whole worldwide tour. So people are like, if she's that incapacitated, like, why would she even be working? Yeah. Which is just crazy. So, um I don't know. And then, so, you know, like, I guess to, like, fast forward, the, the like, her dad um, essentially, like, asks the court to, like, be the conservator, and they end up granting it. And this was, like, all the way back in 2008. So this has been, like, 12 years 
of like restriction um, of her person, her business, her finances, her daily life, which kind of lines up, Dana, I think, with her like perfections um, of that following year, talking about like all of the, it's basically, um, you know, the, the theme of expanding restrictions. And so I don't know what, what sort of like planets, when you, when you see that like planets, what do you, when you think of expanding restrictions, like what do you see? Well, that's like expanding restrictions is Jupiter and Capricorn, which we're dealing with right now because it's Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, which is the restriction planet. And so her 2008 perfections. um, And so just for like for perfections, they go from birthday to birthday. It's Mm -hmm. not like January one. It's not a calendar year. Um, and so her 2008 perfection, she's 27. She had a third house year, which is everyday immediate environment. And her third house is ruled by Sagittarius and Jupiter. So Jupiter is the time Lord and her natal Jupiter is in the second house. So this brings it back around to her personal values and finances and transiting Jupiter and Capricorn is in her fourth house of home. So these are all the themes that are going on. And so that's just the expansion of restriction because Jupiter was transiting Capricorn again that year. So then, you know, there's all these themes of her everyday environment, this restriction, money again, her family and her home. So at this time, her dad goes back to court again, and this time he asks for a permanent conservatorship. And he claims at this point that the reason why is that she has early onset dementia, which is just insane because she was 26. Sounds like a lot of not a thing. It's not a, not a thing. I mean, we're not doctors. We <laughs> I mean, it sound like that sounds like something I have. <laughs> and I feel like I have early onset. <laughs> but exactly. you still can have your own goddamn life. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm getting by. Exactly. I'm I sure. can't remember anything. <laughs> um, That's just from smoking weed, though. <laughs> That's my own fault. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I guess, so like today, she's 38. She can't do anything um, without her like dad's permission. And like, I don't know, Sarah, what was that like burger incident that happened? Like she... Burger incident. Or the drive-thru incident. (laughs) Oh yeah, she went with her boyfriend to get a burger because, I mean, why not? But because she didn't ask permission, which is something that, like, she legally has to do, she got thrown, like, I think they sent her to a mental, like, asylum for a little bit, and then she got thrown back in court. That is so sick. Also, that's, like, what people used to do back in the day to women when they didn't, like, (laughs) sleep with their husbands or they didn't, like, do whatever. So, yeah. So, I just feel like there are bigger things at play here. That's, like, super abusive and weird. I also heard that she couldn't vote. Like, her father had to vote for her, which is so weird, especially because her family's in the South, so. But, like, it just was, like, so – it was, like – it was – I don't know. It just feels (laughs) – more abusive than anything which i guess explains like free britney thing but it's just i don't know there's bigger things at play i'm a scorpio so i'm like let's get deep with it let's get deep (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) love scorpios well like that's one of the things like her him having a permanent conservatorship means like she can't like drive or vote or marry or get pregnant or like leave the home without getting his permission or else she just gets like 
you know, there's like a punishment of some sort. So that's kind of like what happened here. She went to get a burger. She got in trouble for it. And she ended up back in court. But like kind of the good thing that came out of it was she was like, yo, like I want my life back. Like my dad is a psycho. Like let's figure this out. So which sort of like set off the like free Britney movement because people start coming forward to talk about the worries of about this conservatorship. Um, her like in-house photographer, Andrew Gallery, I don't know if you guys saw that like viral TikTok that he did where he like read this letter saying Britney gave to him, um, like saying that she's been silenced oh. and she's fully capable of functioning on her own, but she's trapped. Like her mom is like on Instagram liking all these like free Britney posts all the time. And like Absolutely. Britney Spears' Instagram is like, <laughs> is a little worrisome. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but <laughs> yes. it's like it's just like really sad. But uh, like people, like her, like OG fans are, oh are being like, "Britney, like wear black in your next post if you need oh, help." And then yeah. like, the next post, she'll be like wearing black, and she never wears black. Like people are going a little bit deep on this conspiracy, but it's still, like you said, an extremely problematic situation. But there's been some like um, there's definitely been some updates. Um, in court, Sarah. I don't know if you have, if you what if you've been like reading up on the news. If you want to like say where we're at right now. With, oh with yeah, like she yes, she was like just just in court like last Tuesday I think, and she was oh, wow. at, yeah. So because she was trying to have a court date I think in the summer, but then it was on it was a Zoom court <gasps> date, and all these people somehow like figured out the password That's to it wild. so they had to cancel it because yeah. all these people yeah they like, like broke into the zip <laughs> <too smart. laughs> but like she was asking to remove her father like this time from her estate but she didn't get it which was sad right because we're still in jupiter in capricorn right dana and that's yeah. expanding more of her expanding more of her restriction which is really sad yes. um but yeah, I think it's like we our stance, allegedly astrology stance, is that like we don't want to like speculate on whether or not like Britney has a mental illness by any means, but it's sort of like conservatorships are sort of like grounds for like a, the ability to control someone, which is just straight up abuse. Absolutely. And so like and the fact that like the legal system sort of traps you into that is we think it's really sad and, you know, it's just kind of crazy that she's going through that and it's so public and so open, but yet the legal system, like, it will always side with her dad, who's a man. Yeah. Which sucks. Also, there are yeah. plenty of mentally ill people running free, so. Yeah, don't have a conservator. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's, I'm an example. I of am, too. Uh, Join the club. <laughs> Um, I love Britney so much. Um, but there are some good things, though. Like, Dana has here some transits that just show yeah. kind of, like, what could happen in her future. When will she be free? Her, oh, cool. And her, and her birthday is coming <laughs> yes. up. Yes. Right. So on December 2nd, then her annual perfections, uh, new ones kick in, and so she'll have being a fourth house uh, Capricorn year with Saturn as her time lord. And so the fourth house is matters of home and real estate and also endings. And in traditional astrology, it's uh, associated with the father. And Saturn Ooh. is like the karmic clock. So it it's like the Pied Piper. Is that, I think I'm using that right. But I kind of think of like uh, 
what's it called? What's that Led Zeppelin song? Stairway to Heaven Ooh. type vibe. Um, and then again, Capricorn is the sign of structure, and she has her natal Venus there. Um, so this will have to do with money as well. And I'm optimistic about what the year means for her freedom because Saturn will be transiting Aquarius by mid-December. So this will activate her fifth house, um, freedom-loving Aquarius moon. And I'm cautiously optimistic because Pluto and Capricorn conjunct her natal Venus on January 28th, uh, August 5th, and then finally December 2nd, her birthday uh, in 2021. And so Pluto is the planet of control. So I'm hoping it'll signal the return of control of her fortune back to her or someone who she trusts or like she is able to help appoint or just like sign off yeah. on. Yay! Yay. Optimistic Free for Britney. Britney. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, in order for her like fifth house Aquarius moon to be fully nurtured, she needs physical freedom and creative control, and that's like, you know, like just she just wants to she dance. She does. She do just it. wants to, and now she can Let only dance. dance on on Instagram. Like I want to see her out exactly. There <laughs> um, I wanted to talk briefly about um some past relationships. Um, first, uh, with Justin Timberlake, who is an Aquarius, um, so back to Aquarius, but Sagittarius moon. So (laughs) what is, wait, so hers is, yeah. So he's reversed. So they're switched. Yeah, reversed. That's, um, Um. like, that's just kind of common understanding and sort of, like, symbiotic between the two, because, like, their son sees the moon and the moon sees the sun and so it's just like I mean it's really beautiful I can be maybe cynical in terms of wondering whether or not that was like a uh, real relationship publicist relationship but I do think that they were going through the same things at the same time and they knew each other for so long that they there had to be something real there yeah Yeah. sure Um, and honestly the fact that Justin Timberlake is an Aquarius is um, feels very <laughs> obvious to me. <laughs> Aquarius men. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like you know a few. I could feel that side. <laughs> a couple. Um. And then Kevin. Yikes, McGee. Yikes, McGee. If Justin Timberlake is a typical Aquarius, then Kevin Federline is definitely a typical <laughs> Aries son. Oh, um, no. When oh, I think of Kevin Federline, be. I think of gray sweatpants yes. with no boxers. Yes. <laughs> Swinging around. That sounds interesting. Yes. I think that's really interesting. Um, <laughs> Wait, what's his moon? Yeah. Virgo. Oh, shit. Kevin Federline is a Virgo moon. That is absolutely <laughs> no, me not what I would have guessed. Virgo? Apparently a Libra rising. What? Um, oh, there wow. we go. <laughs> but... Sarah, Sarah's a Libra rising, and she's offended. I, <laughs> yeah, I feel like Libra rising, like, I don't know. I, like, I don't even know what I would guess. Brittany's Libra rising, too. But he's... I know. But I'm hasn't he mellowed out this. over the years? Like, I feel like maybe that was, like, a publicity thing, them together. I mean, I feel like it was real, but I also feel like he's mellowed out. Like, he has custody of both their children and, like, has a bunch of children with, like, another person and, like, has a big, like, happy, yeah, quote-unquote happy sort of life. Um, and he's married. So maybe he's chilled out. I don't know. He gets that sick alimony check. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 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 
You know what's funny that we didn't even talk about? But Brittany and Ellen are both from Louisiana. And we both talked really? about them on this episode, which is super random. Like, because yeah. it's already such a random place, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Um, Louisiana is so random. <laughs> like, it's not like they were born in New Orleans. They were both, like, raised in, like, smaller towns so in, interesting. Like, Louisiana, yeah. I think. So it's just, like, so random uh, that they're both, like, smack dab yeah. in the middle of the news right now. And... You know, we'll have to wait and see what happens. They also have a video on YouTube going through, like, I don't know, they're in a mall or something like that together for Ellen's show. (laughs) And it's really funny and really cute because they're both very, like, odd and just, like, staring at things and just, like, punching things. It's really cute. (laughs) (laughs) That is cute. Well, at least with Ellen, it seems like her fans don't really seem to care because she just won a yeah. choice award the other week <laughs> so like they clearly are that not most of like the moms that watch her show like don't care know about yeah they don't really know <laughs> yeah like, I, yeah they're not like can we talk about like who votes for people yeah who are the these people, people? Like, you guys ever no, but I will who, next are year. People, who are these people but like the people but it is at this point probably like mom daytime tv ellen well, I feel like I voted for it when I liked the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> you know, right. like, that's like when a long time ago. I don't ago. understand when why we even made the that... People's Choice Awards in 2020. Like, so that people can COVID, feel like they it's have like, a Do little... we really yeah. need it? So people can feel like they have a little more no. control, even though they don't. It's all so it's advertisers all a hoax. can have somewhere to yes, put uh, their Yes, it's our advertising, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but I think the interesting thing, to go back to Ellen for a second, is like, I personally th- don't think you need to be like nice, nice to people. And I feel like sometimes women who are direct and assertive come off as like bitches. But from what I've heard about Ellen, is like she's like yeah. fucking vicious. <laughs> like it's not like she's just like like not nice. Like she goes out of her way to like really yeah. ruin someone's day. <laughs> Possibly so. <I> like. <laughs> Possibly. No, because no one says that about Rihanna. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. She does Rihanna not. doesn't do that. So Rihanna no, just like chill as fuck. Like she's just I know. like I think what people... a somewhere. <laughs> I love her. I think I think what people forget is just like there is such a difference between Ellen the person and Ellen the brand. Yeah. And like her comedy, her stand up was always super raunchy, like but she was thrust into this like TV environment where her Ellen sitcom, obviously that had to be like pretty PG because it was a sitcom. Um, And then the Ellen show, which is all about like kindness and empathy. And so people just like only associate her with her personality in the media and not like her like kind of like raunchy, badass, like stand up comedy shit, which is I think what she would prefer to do. But like Dana mentioned, like her, she's driven by money. And so, like, where, the money is not in, like, raunchy stand-up comedy. She's never been able to monetize that. She's been able to monetize this sort of, like, kindness model, which is great. But I think it definitely, like, doesn't really resonate with, like, who she is deep inside. Yeah, there's, I mean, her chart is super interesting. Um, and, again, Venus retrograde, that's money retrograde, kind of, like, it just, whenever our planet is retrograde and someone's chart is extra loud. So Yeah, that's always oh. really interesting. Um yeah, you said Dana. You said you had a retrograde, Mercury, and That's... then all of Saturn, Neptune, <laughs> Uranus, Pluto. Yeah, all of those. Oh my god! Nice. How many retrogrades do you have? Five. Wow! <laughs> wow, that's a lot. 
Um, <laughs> and you said that that like it it affects your the way you experience retrogrades. Right. So for me, like I enjoy Mercury retrograde. I'm also a Gemini Mercury retrograde. So it's like I'm a clown and I <laughs> feel comfortable in chaos. I feel nurtured and supported by it. Um, <laughs> not necessarily in a sinister way, but like when things are like out of order, I'm like, ah, this is how I know things to be. So, but like the shadow periods really get me. Um, like, or I just feel like different. Like, I feel like I've been really organized this Mercury retrograde shadow period, which is an, an, an inherent quality, I feel. But they are different every time, I guess. But they're the louder or like, parts where I feel I feel that part more the shadow periods the bookends more than the actual retrograde that's interesting um so we're running out of time so uh but do you all want to share like where we can find you on the internet um so allegedly astrology is a um event astrology podcast uh we say we're the podcast for the four loco generation (laughs) basically uh you know we just dive into events and scandals and you know astrology doesn't only have to be individual based on like one person or thing it can a lot of what's going on in the world has so much to do with with what scandals or big events or pandemics or political things like happen so it's really important to understand that and the podcast sort of started as you know the three of us um are friends from high school and we've just like always had such a deranged text thread (laughs) of just like talking about like celebrity gossip memes astrology and just like fucked up shit and so we like you know over the quarantine you know like what do you do you start a podcast so we were like let's just sort of turn our deranged text thread into a podcast and that's how allegedly astrology was born and so you can find us um, on instagram at allegedly astrology um we we aspire to be to your level of memes someday but uh, we're we're working on it Um, and you can follow us um, on Twitter at allegedly Astro on Reddit. Also, we deep we, cut. We, we're diving deep into the deep, dark world of Reddit, and it's been really fun. We gotta say, yeah, Reddit's a deep. Reddit's like legit. Sarah loves a deep cut, and so like I feel like Reddit is Reddit is where where yeah. she really thrives. Um, yes, wow. and yeah, we can. You can find our podcast wherever you find podcasts: Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Okay, well, love thank it you so much for being on the show. Um, and I really recommend your podcast to the listeners. Uh, if you like astrology and pop culture, which you obviously do if you're listening to this, um, then check them out. Uh, but thanks for listening to another episode of Hollywood Signs. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.